In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The second verse of the hymn we just sung went something like this. He came from his blessed throne, salvation to bestow. But men made strange, and none the longed-for Christ would know. But, oh, my friend, my friend indeed, who at my need his life did spend. The second stanza of the Lent hymn, My Song is Love Unknown, gets straight to the point. The Son of God became man. He was then, over the course of his life, rejected by humanity, and yet still was a friend to us, giving his life as a ransom for those who hated him. The Lord Jesus predicted several times his passion and death. In our gospel text this evening, we heard the third prediction in the book of Matthew. He will be betrayed, killed, and on the third day rise. He gives a similar prediction in other parts in this gospel and in other gospel books. But in this one, he adds a detail. He adds in this particular prediction that he would die by crucifixion. This should not have been too much of a surprise to the disciples. Jesus did hint at it several times. He said that he would be handed over to the Gentiles. And, he, and those who knew the Gentiles knew that their method for execution was, at the time, crucifixion. He told them on numerous occasions that they would have to take up their cross and follow him. He told Nicodemus in the beginning of the book of John that he would, Jesus, be lifted up like a bronze serpent. It seems like the disciples didn't get it. It was hard for them to see how Jesus would not only die at the hands of men, but that he would die in, quite literally, the most horrible, ignoble, and shameful way imaginable. Crucifixion was unimaginably horrible. Most historians say that there has not been an execution technique that's ever been as bad as crucifixion. Disciples knew it, and Jesus did as well. Jesus knew that that was his fate, but he, re but he faced it with readiness and calm. He was calm not because what he was going to face was going to be easy, but because he trusted in the will of his Father in heaven. And he was determined to bring about the salvation 
for which he was sent. He came to ransom humanity from sin by his blood shed on the cross. That was his purpose. But as we know, humanity was, is, and always will be foolish. This foolishness is characterized by these words in the hymn we just sung. Men made strange, and none the long-for Christ would know. Which is simply poetic language, which means that the very men, mankind, who longed for this Messiah, rejected him when he came. It's a kind of tragedy, really. But this is what happened. The very men who were given to know the prophecy of the Messiah, even, the chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees, the scholars, the clergy people, rejected the Messiah when he came. And although the disciples did not reject Jesus, they did display on numerous occasions, including in our gospel text this evening, a certain amount of ignorance. In the dialogue between the disciples and Jesus, they reveal also their selfish ambitions. Who is first? To which Jesus rebukes, whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Who are they? Arguing among themselves about their position in the kingdom, When Jesus stands before them just before that, telling them of his bloody death. It seems foolish, and it is. It would seem to us that of all people in existence, these men should have known better. After all, they spent years in the presence of the Messiah incarnate, but they didn't have what we have, the benefit of hindsight. The reality is they should actually be commended for their honesty. The disciples who are in this text were part of the writing of the text. They could have omitted to make themselves look better, but they didn't. They gave the account, even though it showed with rather brutal honesty, their own ignorance and sins. After all, they had nothing to lose. They had the confidence of the resurrection of which they themselves had just recently witnessed. The disciples and apostles recorded the happenings of of Jesus' life and their life with him in sincerity and honesty. And they don't get enough credit for it in their service to the gospel. But they did have a supreme example. For Jesus himself says to them in our passage this evening, The Son of Man came not to be, sorry, not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life is a ransom for many. The disciples were 
sometimes ignorant and foolish. They were sometimes quarrelsome and at times revealed their own selfish ambitions. Like us, they were human. Like us, they were sinners. But thanks be to God, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. He came to save sinners, like the disciples, like us. He came to give his life as a ransom for many. And so, the passage ends much as it began. Jesus goes on to be a sacrifice to win the world for himself. And so we meditate on these words from the hymn. But oh, my friend, my friend indeed, who at my need his life did spend. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name. Amen.